What should we look at today? This is Michael. Michael. Um, I just noticed that I'm really uh, grateful for practice and um, to have these opportunities to uh, get together and um, see what's going on. And uh, there's just, for me, a tremendous support in uh, Sangha and participation and showing up and a focus on process. And it feels like the content kind of recedes with that bigger support. Mm-hmm. But grateful for the chance to get together, to show up, to participate, to focus on process and the experience of how the content kind of falls away, falls, fades away in that focus on process. Yeah, and I've noticed recently that um, with, uh, I don't know, uh, just because I, I keep practicing, is that uh, it feels like I'm losing the fear conditioning tries to talk me into fear about different situations. And, you know, I, I've done fear a long time, and it just it feels like with paying attention, it just, it just doesn't hold up anymore. It doesn't have the hold on me like it does, and it feels like there's a lot of, there's a lot of adequacy. That, um, uh, it was on a recent call that someone was talking about it. It's just that, you know, I, I've, lived, I've lived through enough supposedly awful, terrible situations to know that um, it's going to be fine. Whatever happens is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Sounds like looking to your experience, that you've been through all of these supposedly awful experiences and your experiences have been fine. And that experience of fear losing its grip on you and the experience there that's here is adequacy. Yeah, it's like, and when the, when the fear is not so strong and there's more of that adequacy, it feels like it gives me greater access to the moment and to life to talk to me and inform me. If I'm not afraid of what the outcome is going to be, there's more space, there's more freedom to just be here and to see what arises and to let life guide me. Mm-hmm. So that experience of becoming more available for life to guide you. When fear doesn't have a hold on the attention, attention is more available to be here, to be guided. Yeah, and it just feels like I'm, I'm closer to life. I'm having more life. There's a more authentic experience of life, more direct experience of life, and, um, of course, many more... Um, possibilities open up and uh, someone was I think it was maybe on the morning show about you know uh, looking way beyond the two bad choices that conditioning offers to see okay what else really is um, possible here and without fear and with presence there's a real chance to explore that Without fear in presence, the chance to explore what's possible beyond those two bad choices and your experiences of having this authentic, direct experience of life in that. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for this opportunity and uh, all the opportunities. And uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Lots of gratitude for all these opportunities.
Amen. Thank you. Jen? Jen? Um, just really relating a lot to that <clears throat> to that topic. And the, one of the things that I really, I think I've talked about this recently, but I started seeing it years and years and years ago when I went through a really, for whatever reason, just months and months of some high anxiety, I really saw the connection between desire and anxiety. And it feels like what conditioned mind tries to convince me of is that when I'm anxious, it's because there's something to be afraid of. But what it really feels like is it's because I'm identified with something that I think I want. And then I'm put in a position basically against life to try to force what I want. Yeah, those sounds anxiety-producing, huh? Exactly. So in this experience of months of anxiety, high anxiety, what you got to explore was being, so there's that level of what conditioned mindset is happening, which is that there's anxiety because there's something to be afraid of, and paying, a close, paying close attention to what's really going on, which is this identification with desire, that I want something, I need to force something, and be against life to try and make that happen. Yeah, and it's tricky because it can be, at least for me, it can be obscured. It doesn't, it really doesn't feel like I want something other than I don't want to feel this way. <laughs> mm. um, but, but when I, I it's, the, it's just, it's incredibly liberating that um, that place of, it feels like when there isn't that driving fear, which is ego, then again, as was talked about, that information from life can come in. And my experience is that it, it's not like, oh, okay, then everything is, yeah, it always goes my way and I like it and nothing ever gets triggered. It's not like that. But it's this ex- an expanded place where, okay, something happens and it feels like that, um, you know, there's, com- there's some ego resistance, I guess I would say. But there's this, it's within a broader awareness of, okay, then that must be being obscured. In other words, like let's say life offers me some guidance in some form and there's some like with that, I don't want that, I don't like that, I can't do that, you know, whatever it is, there's this broader awareness of, okay, that has to be being obscured because in my experience, life never offers me anything but what is absolutely for me. that there's that obscuring process going on, that there might be some guidance comes in from life in whatever form, and there's that fear that I don't want that. And that's the clue for you to see that there's something being obscured here. Your experience life never gives you anything that isn't for you. And so with that, there can be this relaxation because... what I realize is the only thing that ever resists, so as, again, guidance comes in whatever form it comes in, and the only thing that ever resists is something that doesn't want that guidance. Okay, well, that can't be me. <laughs> Even if it feels like me in that moment, then there can be this relaxation of, well, it must not be. 
it must it must not be and and that kind of in with that very realization there's a surrender to what is and there's a tremendous sense of freedom because suddenly if this makes sense suddenly what quote i don't want is within this much bigger thing of what the what i actually do want <laughs> the eyes get tricky yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm driving. So, so when there's the urge of that guidance that I don't want that, there's a realization that it feels like me. That feels like me, but it must not be. It sounds like it's getting simple right there, right? So it, it must not be mm-hmm. me. And that, that I that doesn't want that is held within this larger sense of the I that this is all false. Yeah. Yeah, what I really see as you reflect that is there's sort of this image of, um, I guess it's back to the adequacy thing, that if there's a relationship with what life offers, the guidance that that arrives, if there's this relationship of sort of wincing back from it of, oh, am I going to like it? Is it going to, am I going to be adequate to it? Then it's it's like it's a constant battle. But if the if the assumption is one of, of course I'm adequate to it because life is all of me, of course it's for me because life is all of me, then there's much more space to to really take in, oh, I see what's being, what I'm being supported towards here. Like that act, that realization can be there of how I'm being supported instead of how it feels like I'm being excluded. Mm-hmm. So the difference in these, those two places of processes, the wincing back and the being open to, so it's a, that wincing back and that, am I going to like this? You recognize that as that identification process. And what's mm-hmm. available is that, um, that openness of whatever this is, it's for, it's for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, as you say that, just the last piece of it is that, in my experience, what comes with it is a, such a deep trust in the, in the process unfolding that I'm not in charge of my awakening because there's no such thing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so there's just this sense of, um, I don't know, playful kind of just being able to play in the process, just enjoying the unfolding. I'm not in charge of it. There's no timeline. It's not up to me. It's unfolding perfectly. Mm. Mm. So that deep trust, that deep trust that I'm not in charge of my awakening because there's no such thing. Like you said, life is all of me. And so mm. there's that playful, that just relaxing into the unfolding of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I said there was, that was last, but as you said that, there was, <laughs> I just saw one more thing, which is, and there's also that, um, you know, uh, when we're suffering, it's good to remember it's possible not to suffer. When we're not suffering, it's just good to remember it's possible to suffer. And so what I've also noticed is with it, there's also kind of playful, this sense of like, yeah, and ask me when I'm up against it, how I feel about it. <laughs> and And there are plenty of moments where I feel up against it. And and I don't like it. But again, it's held within that sort of sense of humor of, oh yeah, here it is. You know, I mean, this is this has to be part of it too. Yes, that playful, that sense of humor that 
remembering that when we're suffering, it's really good to remember that it's possible not to suffer. And when we're not suffering, it's really good to remember that it's possible to suffer. So it's like that playfulness of, yeah, I'm asking me what it's like when I'm really up against it and I really don't want it. Um, and to know that that's all part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Anna. Thank you. Jan? Jan. Hi. Um, well, what dropped in for me in hearing the last couple conversations is something that came came to me this morning as I was in the last couple of days coming out of some pretty strong identification and that the sense of playfulness that comes when we're here that was described and, you know, seeing that difference. But the message that came in, which it, it just took me by surprise because it was, um, yeah, was um, you're loved. You're loved even when you're thinking those thoughts and saying those things. I mean, it seemed like it came out of nowhere, but it was one of those things received of where it stopped me. Because, and I saw the reason it stopped me is that I don't think there's been a complete, um, what would be the word, uh, acceptance, realization that that is true, that life, you know, life is there for us, we are life, that, but that that love, um, that caring, that all-encompassing is there no matter what. We talked about it a little bit on Thursday, just that the bigger encompassing, the bigger circle. But it was just, (laughs) it was so fun to hear it come in that way because that really, it just felt like that's what it's really about. Yes, it was really fun to hear it come in that way. You are loved. It really stuck you. Because coming out of those couple of days of strong identification, turning to that playfulness, what you've got to experience in really stopping and receiving that you are loved is that there hadn't been that level of acceptance. And it was like receiving a bigger encompassing that whatever might be going on, whatever level of identification you may be in, it's always so that you are loved. Yeah, no matter what, no matter what. And, and what, that was great to hear it reflected because what I then saw was the, how that encompasses, I mean, it goes, it expands to everyone else. So I, I'm, I'm with someone, a friend, a relative, whomever, who may be in that same kind of place, identified and expounding or whatever is going on. And for it just feels like there is a growing recognition of what that is, <laughs> not, not authentic being but conditioning, and that they're, that person, that thing, whatever it is, is still loved um, from here, from, from all. And that... Uh, uh, that expansion to all just seems really 
really helpful, really important. It's not just here. It's not just that I'm loved when these things are going on, that I can love, that life loves um, no matter what, everyone, no matter what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's an expansion truly into the unconditional, and it's not just you who are loved no matter what's going on. It's that everything, all is loved, and you can extend that so when you encounter a narrative who may be identified and expanding, you can see what's what. You can see that that's the ego identification, and you can see that it's so that you are able to uh, experience your love for them and experience that bigger encompassing of how it's so that they are loved no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to watch how conditioning comes in right now to tell me this is all really obvious. It's what it always says. This is all really obvious. <laughs> what is so comical about that is that it's what it fights against the hardest, is that realization. Um, and <laughs> so just appreciating the humor in, in seeing that. Yes, 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 back to that playfulness. How the, there's a humor in seeing that conditioned mind at this juncture comes in and says, well, that's really obvious. And seeing that, well, actually, that's the thing that it fights hardest against. Yeah. Hardest against you, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just just want to add that how much I appreciate our calls, um, that we have this opportunity to, um, <laughs> to share it all, um, to receive from one another and, and share. Yeah. Thank you, Anna. Yeah. Yeah. Deep appreciation for these calls. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Margaret? Margaret. Well, hello. Um, I'm, gosh, I'm loving this conversation and really um, seeing a lot in the Musings article that just uh, came out that just feels so related to this, what we're we're looking at this morning. For me, um, I've just been feeling this great willingness for um, whatever shows up and and just really seeing how um, conditioning well there's the the sensing the sensing Ming quote in there about do not like do not dislike all will then be clear and and how if you make a hairbreadth difference in that heaven and earth are set apart and I was looking at and just laughing at how conditioning makes just anything, um, just the most minor thing that it tells me I don't want to do <laughs> into into making a mount it's making a mountain out of a molehill or really but it but it it's been it's been able to stop me that way and just catching on to how uh, just how kind of like what was being shared earlier about how relaxing it is to to notice that that's what's actually the process going on is conditioning just making a mountain out of a molehill because it can 
it has been able to get me with that. But, yeah, I'll stop there. <laughs> mm-hmm. so like what, what's really resonating for you in the Musings article is that willingness for anything, that, that willingness to show up for whatever. And, and seeing how conditioning has been able to get you and control you with that turning a mountain, turning a mountain in whichever way around that goes, turning something small into something really huge and insurmountable. Through that message of, you don't want to do this, you don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm just, it's just making me so happy to see to catch on to that because I think it's just growing that willingness, that willingness and acceptance are there when that's not, you know, though just the joy in life of, of uh, doing those, those little things that conditioning says I don't want to do and makes into such a huge fuss about it, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Well, just it's it's of doing or of that I don't want whatever it is that conditioning doesn't says I don't want the joy and freedom in doing whatever it is that conditioning says you don't want. Yeah, the freedom that that um, makes available is just kind of mind blowing to me. Just to, to be, it just like opens up. Well, I guess it's dropping all those walls of the boxes again <laughs> that I was looking at on Thursday. It's just opening up all all these limitations. And and I think what I really loved too about the musing, Musings article was pointing out how the world isn't constructed of dualities. That it's a continuum. The freedom, the experience of freedom in going beyond those limitations, seeing the walls of that problem box that conditions minds present just fall apart. And in that, an experience of mind-blowing freedom. And that part of the music resonating for you about how the world isn't constructed as duality, like you started with, it isn't that like this like world. So, yeah, I guess just really because that duality, just that way of constructing reality as being dualistic, it's just, it's so, it it feels so limiting in light of what's presented here um, in this the Musings article, and uh, just so inspiring to me to, because of acceptance, it just widens, broadens my circle of acceptance and joy. Just, it's huge. <laughs> so, I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. Um, huge and grateful. And if I'm with you, Margaret, it sounds like seeing that um, those limitations are made out of that duality, right? And so in the examples that you're looking at, the liking and disliking, and when that falls away, your experience is freedom, joy, gratitude. 
Yeah, and possibilities. Because it, I guess what strikes me so much is how with the duality existing, I just get stopped. It's one thing or the other that just stops you cold. And if I'm turning, if, I'm, if I don't redirect my attention away from that to life, um, I can just get stuck there has been stuck there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, people do feel, it feels like there's a lot of people in my life who are living that way. So I'm just so grateful for practice and sangha. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The thing that, yes, seeing how that that duality stops you cold, you can get stuck there in this or that. And the experience of what's beyond that, when you redirect attention away from that old world of duality, is possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. This is Sequoia. Sequoia. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm really appreciating the discussion this morning, too. And, uh, yeah, just gratitude for the availability uh, of all of us to come together. And, um, yeah, I'm in a big workshop. <laughs> I know, so right on a fear and anxiety Um so I could really relate. And um, I just wanted to look at a couple of things I've been seeing. Um, first of all, I, yesterday I just really had the um, experience of awareness holding it all. Um, that, you know, that there could be the fight, you know, <laughs> There's no need to be in the fight uh, of I don't like it. I, you know, I wish it was different. But stepping back in awareness and um, just realizing it can hold everything and anything that's going on in life. Stepping back into that experience of awareness holding it all, that awareness can and does hold anything and everything that's going on in life. You don't need to be in that fight of not wanting. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, yeah, it's, um, (laughs) yeah, I can, it, it will hold, it, it will, um, it will do the heavy lifting if, you know, if I keep my attention there, um, it's very, um, yeah, it's very freeing. And um, the other thing I'm looking at is, um, you know, we often talk about the portal is what's right here in front of us. And, um, you know, the tendency is just very strong to uh, want to do something, anything, 
to change the experience that I don't like. You know, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the tendency is very strong to want to change the experience, to want to change anything that you don't like. Yeah. And um, I've just been aware of the of the portal to freedom of um, of being just being with everything that arises and and turning toward it. Um, and let's see if I can say it, <laughs> that therein lies um, immense freedom. Um, because as long as I'm running toward externals and um, in a trying to orchestrate things, it's a, it's a misery. <laughs> um, and to, but to, just to turn toward the experience um, and be with it and be uh, open to the, you know, um, let's see what I'm trying to say, is um, it just feels like it's what we practice for, to be present to everything that arises. Um, and being able to embrace it rather than um, run from it. Mm -hmm. To be able to turn towards whatever is arising and run from it. And like, uh, as you... um, as you described it, that immense freedom of, and not not trying to orchestrate or change the externals to be that someone doing the heavy lifting as you started off with, right? And instead, mm-hmm. to uh, to be in that experience of awareness doing the heavy lifting, and you turn towards whatever's here as that portal. Yes, I think I heard, uh, uh, yeah, tend to want what is here as that portal. I think that's what I heard you saying, reflecting back. Um, yeah, and just exploring that. And um, uh, and the willingness to explore it and the courage, you know. Um, I'm just encountering that it does feel like it takes a fair amount of courage in some instances to just really stay, stay in a way. I guess it's like just staying still uh, with what's there. Um, because it's just so uh, against... <laughs> uh, that heavy conditioning to do something, do anything, um, but then, but then just practicing the courage to 
to stay, um, to stay still, to stay quiet, um, to be open to um, what now life, you know, what is it that life is offering? Recognizing the heavy condition, the heavy conditioning to do something, to do anything, and instead mm-hmm. practicing the courage to stay still, to stay quiet, and be open to what now life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as people were saying earlier, you know that. Um, yeah, I, re- I recently uh, received some guidance that you know life. Life is love. And, um, and, I, and I and all, all everything is, is life. And life loves itself. Um, and so being that part of life, of course, um, there's no question about being part of that life loving itself. Um, and it just seems like a process of allowing that. Um, I mean, it's not that it isn't isn't, and that it's not that it's not happening all the time. But allowing, um, just being still enough to allow the awareness of it to be uh, available. Mm. Mm. So allowing, allowing for that stillness, for that awareness to be available of what's so that it's, it's always happening that life is love, life mm-hmm. is you, life is all of this, and life loves itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, can't, we cannot be, be apart from that love. We just absolutely cannot <laughs> uh, as being as being life um, yeah, and maybe it's an inquiry into um yeah finding the love, opening to the love in this moment in this moment in this moment in this piece of content in this you know to just always be um alert to that um, to you know to knowing that the love is there and um, yeah just being alert to to um, to opening to it I don't know how to say it but you know it's there uh, there's nothing to run from mm-hmm. just just opening, opening, opening to what is there and, and cannot be lost ever. Um, yeah. Thank you for tracking, Sigourney. So it sounds like it's a total process split, right, from that identification with the running from to mm-hmm. the looking right? That the love is always here. And so being mm-hmm. open to it, alert to it, Mm-hmm. How is it here in this? Because it is, and you get mm-hmm. to discover that. Yeah, 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 yeah. To keep the attention there, um, 
you know, what is it in this moment? uh, Yeah, just finding the love here in this moment and noticing when it might be getting um, blocked and realizing that it hasn't gone away, but, you know, they're just made, the attention may be um, residing someplace else uh, where the, where it's not available. Um, anyway, it's, um, yeah, so I just really appreciate um, the discussion this morning and, um, yeah, just being able to look at that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, appreciating the chance to look at all this a bit more, that you get to look for where is the love here? And if there's mm-hmm. a sense that it's blocked, you realize, well, all that is is that attention residing somewhere else on mm-hmm. the mind. It's not, it's not here where the love is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thank you, Anna. Thank you. This, this is Phil. Phil. Hi. I just got this image when I unmuted that it's every time I do this, it's like uh, stepping off a cliff, you know, and just hoping the um, <laughs> the ground will open, you know, that uh, image of, um, what's his name? <laughs> the guy, oh, can't remember his name now. But anyhow, you know, stepping off a cliff and then having uh, the um, life be there, you know, something like that, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, uh, Indiana Jones, that thing, you know, where he steps off and then there's a stepping stone. Uh, But anyhow, (laughs) that's so much for that. But I really am resonating with this, um, these conversations that they're, they're, yeah, everything about them, and and I'm so you know grateful to be able to, as everybody else is saying, to be able to have the opportunity to uh, join in with them. And I think the thing I that that I know I was looking very uh, read that read and recorded and listened to the uh, musings article uh, as well, and and you know when I the image I got was. Um, you know, along with the boxes, you know, that every every uh, duality is, they're just all stuck in boxes, whether it's a liking one or a disliking one or a whatever it is. And if I move towards one or the other, that's the box I'm stuck in. And it then it that's what um, colors the whole, you know, next part, part of the reality. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I'm following. So sounds like if you give attention to those duality boxes, then that's the world that you're in, and that's what colors reality. Yeah, and and um, you know I see them all in this image <laughs> that came to me. They're just like all swirling around in life, and um, you know in backing up into awareness or just going to the awareness, the the boxes and the dualities, kinda of like like it says in the in the article, it just disappear and there's there's and they all, you know, likes and dislikes, everything can be there in that in life together and it's just um they're just all there. 
and they're not a duality. They can exist all at the same time, and I can really see that. You can really see that, that the duality boxes, there's no solution within the duality boxes. And when you turn attention to awareness, the duality boxes are there, and, and there's no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, and... Um one of the things um, that I was looking at yesterday is how um, you know how you know how we practice for um, if you sit on on the meditation cushion you know then that's just uh, like awareness or uh, letting life drop in whatever drops in that's the one step and then doing it like what we're doing in walking and working meditation um, I was seeing yesterday when I got this call from life um, through the telephone. I mean, basically it was a call. And it was somebody that really needed some help really quick, quickly. And um, and it was this, um, and, I, and she wanted it for me. I needed to to see if I could do something about it. And so... What I and it was kind of beyond me. It seemed at first, but then as I as I stayed with it, you know, and just took a breath and said, "Okay." It was basically uh, I don't know if I even asked these questions, but what what was coming in was now, now, now. In other words, okay, all right, I'll see if I can do this, and then. And I said, I'll call you back, and this and that and the other. And it just came, it was like, um, you know, sitting still, only this time on the run. And dro- life was just dropping things in on the run, you know, so to speak. I'm not running, but, you know, it's just dropping it in. Okay, what's the next thing? I'll probably call this person or do this and do that. And um, I was really watching how um, I kept, doing this till the end of the process and actually the situation was solved and and it was it was kind of just like when we uh, pick up the phone and or, or say you know get in the queue and then get called on where there's just um, in the beginning there's just nothing and then everything just fell into place and it was kind of, it was miraculous really and, and that's just how life operates. Mm. Mm. In fact, that experience of stepping off the cliff and the experience of the bridge appearing that you've done up with, right? That life calls. Life calls. Somebody needed some help really quickly. And what you got to experience was being still, sitting still on the run. So there you were in action. Life was dropping in now, now, now. And the whole situation was resolved. Yeah, it, by just sticking sticking with it and not having any time, you know, no time for uh, voices to come in, um, even though I might have been thinking, oh, my God, you know, it's just going to be, you know, th- there was the unknown for sure going on, and yet uh, in the end it helped her out. So, um 
Yes, it, and just to see life in operation like that, I mean, speak of building faith, you know, that's the kind of thing that, um, that uh, you know, builds our faith into be able to see this, you know, to be able to to uh, have the faith the, that that's going to continue, that will continue to happen because that's how life operates. Mm-hmm. Yes, as you said, miraculous and building faith to experience that that's how life operates. And we can have faith in that because that's how life is going to continue to operate. Yeah, and I like what when you said being still on the run because, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was, uh, you know, when you say it that way. Uh, because otherwise, if 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 it gets noisy in her head, you know that's what we call confusion, or in the body, the anxiety, you know, then that kind of puts a cork in the in the process, you know, and, and can stop it if if it's if it's there, um, and um, yet that being still on the run, yes, it, I guess that's that going at the speed of light. And um, to to be aware, not only to, and this is where I'm seeing how awareness of, of awareness is just magnificent, because to not only be able to have the, do that process, and then to be aware of doing that process um, is a, is a, is really, you know, I think what. Um, What's that makes the magic happen in a sense that um, that's how the faith will build up because we are aware that of how that was happening. You know that this was life doing it. This was um, being still on the run, and otherwise it would just go right out of okay, fix that. <laughs> you know. Mm. Hmm. Let me see if I really felt so. There's that, so there's that realization that this is how life operates. And what makes the difference, what makes the experience magic is awareness of that, conscious awareness of this is how life is operating. Because otherwise, there could just be the illusion of, oh, well, fix that, did that. Yeah, and to realize there was no, you know, that I didn't do it because... I think left up to me, you know, or, or let's just say if the I was uh, more present, the the anxiety would have come on in, and the and the voices perhaps, and I don't know because it didn't happen. But that's what I would see as happening if if uh, you know we were there wasn't that process of just going with life. So um, yeah, I'm just entirely grateful for all that uh, we have been given you know from life through our practice and through our sangha and everybody and everything else so yeah so thank you yeah it does bring us to great gratitude doesn't it to be able to have the foundation that the eye being there that it just fixes is what produces that that confusion and to get to have the opportunity to be in conscious and life as it's operating perfectly. Yeah, yeah, really. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thank you.
This is Carolyn. Carolyn. I was looking at the direction that the energy was moving in when I was I, I was was in a workshop, uh, you know, with the fear and anxiety, and looking at how the pull was to pull awareness in into this smaller space. And actually, what I saw was it was contracting awareness. It it and I saw this because it just it just added to the anxiety. But as soon as I thought, well, what if I what if I bring this to awareness and the the change the direction of what this energy is doing and just give it over. And it was like. Rather than trying to fit life into a box, I just opened the box and released the contents into life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me just underline that right there, Carolyn. So instead of trying to fit life into a box, opening the box and releasing all of life into life, it sounds like. And if I'm tracking, so in this experience of fear and anxiety, noticing the direction that energy is moving and noticing the impulse to pull attempt to pull awareness in to contract it and instead yeah turning attention to release it all into awareness is a different movement is that kind of it yes because conditioning conditioning can't hold life it it so it has to break off a little piece of it and present it to me like here here this will fix it and it never does i mean it's distracting for a while but it never does but but if i turn my attention away from fixing it and and it's like what was being pointed to all morning long was just to be with it and and even that surrender of i can't do this uh, I, I, I'm, I'm. If I do it in this way, I'm too small. I, I want to be part of something larger because that's the only way that I can be with this. So the surrendering, the surrendering into I can't do this, that I want to be part of something larger that can do this because I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's I, I what just dropped in was the story about the sieve where if you're we're we're like sieves and if we try to collect practice, we can't. We can't hold it, we can't keep it. But if we throw ourselves into it, we're just immersed in it. And conditioning's always trying to trick me into you know, just just gather a little here, and we'll hoard this, and this this will work. But it never does. I have to, I have to keep throwing myself back into the ocean, like 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 this call. It's this is what this is like. I, I feel like I'm being immersed again. That that I'm I I'm just part of all of this. Being on in this call is that experience of throwing yourself back to the ocean that being immersed, that being part of all of this, and really deeply recognizing the difference between that experience and the experience of the sieve, condition mind trying to hold practice to try and hold it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So thank thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This is Christina. Christina. Hi. Um, so I've been practicing with reception, you know, receiving life's guidance and um, just em- emptying the teacup. <laughs> and, uh, and some of the things that have been coming out of this call today, like, you know, running full speed into uh, – into life, it's um, it's so beautiful because the when you're empty, you know, when you're just the re- receiver, it's like um, I don't. Gosh, so in order to do that, like for me, in, in this experience of running that that full speed and just being okay with it you know, with whatever's coming, um, (laughs) I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm at a loss for words, but there's, I just, for some reason, I feel this, like, this is, this is exactly what I needed to to, to put the pieces together today, but I think maybe the what's actually happening is there's there's just nothing to do. I'm just I'm just receiving it all, <laughs> and I'm rejoicing mm. in it, and I can't put words to it. Mm. <laughs> receiving, so. rejoicing, and can't put words to it. Sounds like having the experience <laughs> of exactly what you're looking at right now—that receiving, yeah. being that empty teacup, went right towards both. Whatever, whatever here. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I think I'm just going to leave it at that and just continue to receive because it's just, it's been glorious. Mm-hmm. Continuing to receive, yes. Glorious indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all.
Hi, this is Carol. 